Here at Doxaday Bloom, we are excited about making disciples who impact the city and nations. We hope that you enjoy today's message. So here's a question. Do you sometimes feel empty? Just like your, your tank is empty. More specifically, your, your faith tank is just empty or depleted. Now, we are in a sermon series called Full, and we're speaking about what it means to live a life that is full of faith. Now, currently with uh, newest lockdowns uh, regarding COVID uh, in our country, I know of many people who just feel like they are empty when it comes to faith. Their faith tanks are empty. Uh, maybe you just feel like you are overwhelmed and you can't just get, you can't, you're struggling to get yourself going uh, for another change in the rhythms of life. I've got a friend that, that owns a restaurant and uh, just because of the current lockdown, um, he's unable to run his restaurant and he's been in survival mode for more than a year. And after more than a year, again, to have to get yourself up for it again um, is a struggle. Sometimes we feel like our tam- tanks are empty when it comes to our faith. But the world is demanding something of us. And also the the calling that we experience in our hearts in terms of what God has called us for to do in this life. We we, we know about that demand, but but we need a bit of gas. We, We need a bit of petrol in the tank, a bit of petrol in our faith tanks in order to do what God has called us to do. Now, our prayer is that through this sermon series, that God would come and fill your tank that you would be one of those, those passionate believers that are, that are full of faith, even when things don't go the way that you want them to go, even in the midst of opposition, when the storms of life hits you, that you would be steadfast and full of faith. Now, I know that I've got a desire like that. Uh, to be uh, you know, fully honest with you, there, there are a number of areas in my life where I know that my faith tank is empty. A number of things that I feel that God has placed on my heart, that, that He's calling me into, that I just don't feel like I'm up for it yet. I, I, I'm, I'm saying the prayer in this phase of my life. I'm asking God for more faith in my life. Maybe you are at the same place. Um, and if that is your prayer, I want you to know that God hears that prayer and He wants to give that to you. And I'm trusting that God will even speak to you uh, today. Now, The thing about faith, if you think about a a man of faith or a woman of faith, someone that you admire, that that you feel they are always full of faith, their tank is is bigger and it's it's fuller, Uh, usually those people we admire because of their actions. It's not usually because of what they just believe about the world or what they think. We usually agree on those things, but it's it's people that put those things into practice, that, that put the Word of God into practice in their lives. It is those men and women that we admire and we say they are men and women of faith because they put into practice uh, what they believe God is putting in their hearts. Now, the thing about faith is that I believe that faith is like a muscle that can grow. Faith is something that, that you can exercise and as you exercise it, it can get bigger, uh, it can grow. Um, much like other vir- virtues in our faith, like patience. 
you can, you can, you know, uh, allow God to do something in your life and exercise your patience and that muscle can grow. Uh, the, the same thing with, well, with anything uh, in our lives. Uh, and I believe that faith is also like a muscle that we can exercise and grow. Now, here's the thing. If you want to know, okay, give me the, the gym program. Give me the training program to, to exercise my faith so that I can grow my faith. So that I can, you know, in this way, uh, as we're discussing this week, fill up my faith tank. Well, one of the ways you can do it is by taking action. You know, whenever we, we are obedient to God and we put into practice what He puts in our hearts and what He teaches us in our Bible, whenever we put into practice, we are exercising our faith because this is the way that it works this is your you know the training program or the 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 uh, that i want to use in my own life or the the formula is that when our obedience meets god's faithfulness your faith grows when our obedience meets god's faithfulness your faith will get bigger you will experience god and you'll and your faith will get bigger Basically what it is, is when, whenever you know, God is leading you or inviting you in a certain direction in your life and you, you decide to obey Him and follow Him in that area and you do what God calls you to do. And in that moment when you are stepping out and trusting God, in that moment when you see God's faithfulness, when, when God meets you in that place and God you know, comes through for you, when that happens, there is a confidence that grows in you. You experience how God is meeting you on the other side as you are stepping out. Just like Peter stepped out of the boat and started walking on water. And as he was taking his first step and the water held his weight, you know, he saw the power of God and his confidence in God also grew. So in the same way, for us, if you want to grow your faith, one of the ways in which you can grow your faith is with action, is by taking a step. And when your obedience meets God's faithfulness, your faith will get bigger. Now, I want to speak about that just for a little while today and maybe share some stories to encourage you. And I'm trusting even as I'm sharing the stories that it will encourage my own heart also. But before I do that, I do want to clarify something. You see, whenever we speak about this word or this concept of faith, it is a concept that can be confusing for many Christians. And so I don't want there to be any confusion. You see, because this is the same word that we use or the, the, the same concept that we use when we speak about our repositioning in Christ, uh, is that we say that we are saved by faith alone in Christ alone. But what I want to speak about today is about exercising the muscle of faith in our daily living as children of God. I'm not referring primarily to saving faith. I'm not primarily speaking about, you know, that first moment when you put your faith or your trust in God for your life. And when, that first time when you trust Jesus for your life um, and you become a child of God, your salvation or your repositioning um, in Christ. I'm not speaking about that primarily. I'm speaking about as a child of God, as you are walking in this daily life, that you, that you put into practice um, this new life of yours um, and that you live out this faith and that you exercise and allow your, your faith muscles to grow. Now, it's so important uh, for us to be reminded that when it comes to saving faith or the faith that you put in Jesus, that repositions you, that makes you a child of God, you cannot exercise that muscle. <laughs> That is not something you can take to the gym. It's not something you can grow in. You cannot grow in your positioning before God. You cannot become more a child of God than what you are if you are in Christ. 
You cannot grow in terms of your salvation. But as a child of God, we can grow in our faith as a virtue, just like faith can be a virtue, just like your patience uh, or your kindness that, that we can actually grow in. Uh, so just to remind us of, of this good news, you see, the, the good news of the Bible is that we are new creations in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself. Now, this is the gospel. This is the good news. It's not something that we do. It's something that we receive from Christ. Christ repositions us and makes us children of God. There's nothing we can do. Let me, let me put it this way. There's nothing you can do to grow your acceptance before God. There's nothing you can do to grow the love of God over your life. God cannot love you more than what He loves you right now. You cannot grow that. But as a child of God that knows you are a child of God, we can grow in the way that we trust Him in our daily living. Now that we've given our lives to God, we can trust God with our daily lives also. Uh, verse 21, 2 Corinthians 5 says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So you see, when you put your trust in Jesus, this is what we spoke about last week, right? When you put your faith or your weight on Jesus, you trust him. He gives you the righteousness of God. It's not something you can, you can grow or get more of. Um, it's in Romans 5 verse 1. It says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith. That's why I'm just clarifying this because the Bible explains this. It is by faith alone in Christ alone. Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me just also say this. It is not the strength of your faith that repositions you before God. No, no, it is the object of your faith that repositions you before God. It's the fact that you believe in Jesus. It's not because you have big faith. It's because you've got normal faith in Jesus that ultimately repositions you before God, that makes you a child of God, that you are a part of the family of God. But you see, the gospel is indeed this. It's, uh, I want to read to you uh, Ephesians 2 from verses 8 to 10. Uh, the gospel is definitely this repositioning in Christ. But the Bible doesn't leave us there, right? We are called, as children of God, we are called to this life of fruitfulness, this, this life of, of faithfulness, living a life full of faith so that we can love people in a new way. Living a life full of faith because we are children of God so that, and that we grow in our faith so that we can go and impact our world, so that we can see this city being transformed because we are trusting God with our daily living and the things that he's calling us to do in this life. Uh, Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works that no one may boast. That is the good news. This is the gospel of God. But the gospel of God also includes verse 10. Not only verse 8 and 9, but also verse 10, which goes on to say, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. In Doxodeo, we love saying it's knowing God, loving people, 
and impacting my world. As a disciple of Jesus, we grow in, in understanding who God is. But you see, when you put your faith in Jesus, you become a child of God. But then as a child of God, you are called. God invites you to start loving people in a new way, according to the new kingdom principles that He has given us in His Son, Jesus. And also God calls us to start impacting your world and, and to be part of this mission of God of making all things new. So back to our question that we want to discover today is how do I grow in my faith? Now, one of the ways in which you fill up your, your faith tank, the way, one of the ways that, that you uh, grow in your confidence or your trust in God uh, in your daily walk is through action. It's by, by taking a step, just like Peter stepped out of the boat onto the water. It's by trusting God. And when his faithfulness meets your obedience, your faith grows. It's like anything in life, really, if you think about it. Um, you know, think about the first time you maybe rode a bicycle. Uh, not too long ago, about a year ago or so, my, my oldest boy started riding a bicycle for the first time. Now, he had a bike with those little training wheels at the back. And uh, that's, well, that was, you know, it's very good for him. It gives him a bit of confidence. And as he was riding that, I saw that his weight is no longer really on the little training wheels. He's actually riding his own bike. And so I told him, my boy, I know that you can ride without the training wheels. You can ride a bike. And at first he said he wasn't too sure. And later on, he started believing me. He started thinking, well, maybe he can. But can I be honest with you? Even though he told me he believes me, he only really started believing me when he did it for the first time. That first time when the training wheels were off, and he was on the bike and I was helping him and running next to him, telling him, I'm going to catch you. Don't worry. Don't worry. And he started riding and he started riding back and he started riding on my own. I wasn't running next to him anymore. I was waving at him from the side. At that moment, he gained a new kind of confidence when it comes to riding that bike. When he started to do it for the first time. You see, men and women of faith are men and women who put their faith into action, who take steps, who trust God with their daily living. And as they trust God, they see the faithfulness of God and that gives them even more confidence. When our obedience meets His faithfulness, your faith will grow. Now, uh, the story of Peter walking on water is a story that I love. Now, just quickly imagine for a moment, I want to read it to you. It's from Matthew chapter 14. Now, the disciples are in a boat and it's a stormy night. And just before dawn, dawn uh, Jesus approaches them and he's walking on water. <laughs> he's walking on this lake or a sea toward them. Verse 25 uh, says, And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. That's pretty cool. It doesn't say it's me, Jesus. It say, it is I. Okay, with such authority. That's brilliant. And then verse 28. And Peter, man, I love Peter. Peter answered him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. You know, you know how I know that Peter usually didn't think before he spoke? It's because of this verse. 
I mean, can you just imagine? I think Peter was an extrovert. You know, you get extroverts and introverts. The big difference is extroverts, they, they, they don't think before they speak, like myself oftentimes. And then the introverts, man, I'm jealous of introverts because they, they think about what they say before they say it, right? They're more calculated. So they think before they say something stupid and then they rather keep quiet. But not Peter. Peter says, Jesus, if it's really you, call me to come out and walk on the water. And as he said it, he realized what he just said. It's like, oh dear, I hope he's not going to call me. I hope he doesn't really go through with it. And then Jesus does. He says, he said, Jesus said, come. And so now Peter is probably thinking to himself, oh dear, what did I get myself into? Uh, and he's probably wishing Jesus would call John. He's like, John, don't you want to go? You're always saying that you are the one, you are Jesus' favorite. He loves you the most. Maybe you should go. Or, or Andrew. Andrew was the first disciple, and he's very proud of the fact that he was the first disciple. He's like, Andrew, you want to be first? Don't you want to be first walking on water maybe? So no, 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 Peter, come. Okay, so Peter got himself into this mess. But can you imagine for a moment being Peter? <laughs> it says, so Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. Now we know the story. There was a you know, moment where he started doubting and he started sinking a little bit and Jesus helped him. But still, he was the only disciple to walk on water. Can you imagine that first step? Standing at, at the edge of the boat with your, your foot. You're going to go with your right foot first. And you, you just want to first touch the water to test the water. See if it's going to carry your weight. It's just like that in our lives. If you want your faith to grow, sometimes it's not something new God will ask of you. Some, maybe it's something God has already asked of you. Maybe it's something real practical in His Bible. Just a practical teaching that you need, know that you need to go and apply in your life. You know, Peter standing at this moment, just testing the water, wondering, will it hold my weight? But at some point he finally, you know, moves over his weight and he stands on the water and the water carries his weight. At that moment, when the water carried his weight, his faith grew. When his obedience met God's faithfulness to catch us <laughs> where we are stepping out of the boat, when our obedience meets his faithfulness, our faith will grow. His faith muscles grew, I'm pretty sure of it. Now, it's the same thing for us. Faith basically means trusting. It just means to trust God with our lives. Jesus gives us so many teachings in this Bible. Now, I, I mean, we can think of just ways in which God has called you to do certain things, wonderful things. Sometimes you just need to trust God and take the first step. But other times it's just real practical teachings. If you think about Matthew uh, 5, where Jesus is having this Sermon on the Mount, and he's teaching about this upside-down kingdom. And he says, well, the way that we do things in this kingdom is that we're not going to retaliate. It's not an eye for an eye. No, no, no. We're not going to retaliate the way that the world retaliates. We are going to forgive. You know the freedom and the liberty there is when you forgive someone even when they don't deserve it. Maybe there's someone that you need to forgive. And it's like Peter having to step out of the boat and trusting God that his ways are better than your ways. That when I forgive someone, it's going to be better for even for my own heart. And it's trusting God to take that step of forgiveness, if that's you. Now, Jesus gave us so many other practical commands, uh, things on, you know, our humility. Don't, don't, 
don't be prideful, don't fight for yourself, but rather be, be meek and be humble. Uh, you know, don't fight for yourself, be the peacemaker. Maybe there's someone in your life where you need to make peace with them, but you're expecting them to make peace with you first because you feel that they are in the wrong. Well, Jesus says, well, be meek, be, be humble, get over yourself and be the peacemaker. Trust me. Jesus says things like, it's better to give than receive. Um, these are, it's upside down kingdom, but it's the same with all of these practical things in our lives. Once we start applying them, once we put them into action, our faith will grow. Because as we put them into action, God's faithfulness will catch us there where we trust them. And then our faith will grow. A, another good example is um, a few years ago, uh, just before we planted our central campus. I remember sitting in a meeting with Dani and the, the nightclub where we find ourselves now, the, the space that we are busy renting. Um, we were just you know, asking whether that space is available. And in that meeting, they made it abundantly clear that the space is not available for us, uh, for, you know, for church. And just about a week or two after that, we had this leaders meeting. There was about 70 or 100 leaders there. And Dani, I remember I was so uh, impressed and also worried at the same time when Dani did this. But in that leaders meeting, Dani showed a picture of this venue, of where Central Campus is today. It was still a nightclub back then. Um, and he showed a picture and he says, I believe that God wants to give us this venue. But we spoke to them two weeks ago and they told us, no, we can't have it. But tonight I want us all to pray that God would open the door for us. He said that publicly. And as he said that, I was, I mean, I was impressed. I was really like, your the faith that this guy has in this moment. So impressed. At the same time, I thought to myself, this is irresponsible. I was in that meeting. They said, no, it's irresponsible. You can't say something like that because what if the doors don't open? You know, then everyone prayed for it. And, but there was the trust in God because he's done it before. You know, in Donnie's life, I know that he's trusted God and God has come through and those muscles has been exercised. And that evening we prayed for it as a leadership. And I think it was less than two weeks later. I got a call. Donnie went to them again and he told me we got the venue. They said, yes, God opened the door. When that happened, it stirred my faith so much, even though it was someone else's obedience. And I'm pretty sure for Donnie, if you ask him, that stirred his faith also. The point I want to make Sometimes, the, the, if you want to grow your faith muscles, if you want to fill up your faith tank, it's going to lie in the obedience and taking that first step, just like Peter did when you're stepping out of the water. That's where growth lies, when we trust God and our obedience meets His faithfulness, our faith will grow. Another friend of mine, we were having coffee and, and he's got this dream in his heart that, that he wants to start an NGO. Um, he's an optometrist and, and he wants to, to sort of provide free healthcare in his area of speciality. He wants to help people that can't, that can't afford help, basically. And we spoke about it a few times. I think two or three times he was speaking about this idea. And I remember after one of the coffees while I was driving home, I gave him a call and I said, listen, buddy, I want to help you with this. How can I help you? What is the first step? I just feel God wants to tell you that you just need to take the first step. What is the first step? And so I also basically told him, it doesn't help we keep on having coffee if you're not going to start it. I mean, it'll do it already, right? So I was encouraging him. It's a lot easier when you're standing on the encouraging side. He was standing on the faith side, doing side. 
But then the next time we had coffee, he said he found out what needs to happen. And as we're standing here today, he already registered that, that NGO because he took that first step. He said, okay, now once he started moving, God gave him more faith to take the second and the third and the fourth step. He already you know, registered that NGO. And the other day he saw his first patient, someone that couldn't be helped um, because they didn't have the resources. He could give them a free eye test. And I trust there are many, many more to come in the future. Now, let me ask you this question. What has God placed in your heart to go and impact this world? There are things that God, uh, uh, you know, good works uh, and, and change that God wants to do through your life. But sometimes we need a bit of faith. But I want to tell you today is that if you want that faith, you're going to have to take the first step. Sometimes it's in the action, in trusting, the trusting of God. When we see His faithfulness, that He gives us more faith to keep on going. What has God put in your heart? And what is the next step that you need to take? Trust God. Step out of the boat and take that first step. Maybe you're saying today, well, you know, I don't have anything big like that. I don't have like an NGO or a new church venue that I'm trusting God for. I'm just like a normal dude. I'm just like a normal, you know, girl wanting to follow Jesus. Well, just read the Bible. Uh, what is there that Jesus is saying in his Bible that you know that you need to go and apply? Maybe it's in the area of making peace, in the area of forgiving someone. Just, it might be in, in any practical teaching of the Bible, just trusting God and applying it in your life. I promise you that if you apply the Word of God in your life and you make it practical, that your faith will grow. When your obedience meets His faithfulness, your faith will grow. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank You that You've called us for a life of impact. And God, we want to do everything that you've called us to do. God, we want to be men and women of faith, men and women that actually trust, you know, the, the, the word and the invitation that you have over our lives, God. We want to say yes to everything that you're calling us into, just like you called Peter out of the boat to, to step on that water and walk on the water, God. Uh, we also want to be obedient. And God, just with some, some of my friends watching this now, God, I ask that you would give them the faith to take the first step. Give us the faith to take the next step, just the first step. God, I know, I'm convinced as we take the next step that our obedience will meet your faithfulness and that our faith will grow so that we can go on and take a second step. In Jesus' name, God, we pray for faith. God, would you come and, and fill our faith tanks right now as we need it? Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. Make sure that you get connected to this family on mission by joining us at one of our Sunday services.